You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. From the creators of Wagertainment. We bring you none of the hot take BS. We bring you best. We bring you sports. I don't care about bragging rights. It just introduces more volatility into the equation. I don't care about victory laps. Stop it. Please stop it. <laughs> Throw the football into the floor. The BetQL Network presents your favorite handicapper's favorite handicapper, Ken Barkley. If I have an opinion, I'm just going to go put money on that thing happening. And your host, <laughs> Nick Costos. Every single play of every Every single game impacts you in some way, shape, or form. It's You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. Yes, indeed it is. You Better You Bet. Nick Costos, Ken Barkley, awesome to be here with you on the BetQL Network, where every game is Game 7, and we bring you no hot take BS on this show. We bring you the bets. We bring you the sports. We are coming to you live today from the Odyssey app. The BetQL app will be simulcast by the studs at stadium from 4 to 6 Eastern, youtube.com backslash Odyssey Sports, twitch.tv backslash BetQL, and heard on radio stations nationwide, including Sirius Channel 217 and XM Channel 205. As Ken and I bring you the wagertainment, we're talking all things sports betting. Proudly presented today and always by the great people over at BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app and visit BetMGM.com. And do so on this M3, three words that start with the letter M, Magnificent Football Monday, October 23rd in the year of our Lord 2023. Our show on Twitter, at You Better You Bet. I'm on Twitter and the gram, at the Costos. And Ken Barkley, your favorite handicapper's favorite handicapper on X, now and always, lives a crazy life, at Lockie Lockerson. And on this Magnificent Football Monday, we bring you one wonderful guest. And per usual, it's going to be our friend, the whale capper, Drew Dinsick. Whale will stop by on the show today to give us his favorite early looks, week eight in the NFL, and also bets for Monday Night Football tonight with the 49ers and the Minnesota Vikings. Plus, Ken and I going to bring you P-squared, B-squared for Week 8 in the NFL. All our early thoughts and bets on every single game on the board. No teams on bye this week. 16 games coming up in the National Football League. You absolutely have to love it. And our discussions will include Thursday Night Football in Western New York with the Buffalo Bills, the struggling Buffalo Bills, hosting... Baker Mayfield and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That and more coming up over the course of the program today. It's Monday. You know what that means. It's day one of Lochmas. And Santa Lockie's going to tell you how to bet the national championship market in college football, where there's a new favorite atop the board at our show sponsor, the king of sportsbooks, BetMGM. And Power Hour, final hour of the show, will feature all our bets for tonight, including... <laughs> 
God all God save us all. Game seven of the ALCS with the Rangers and the Astros in Houston where need the Rangers badly. Please, Texas, win this game. Coming up tonight, Scherzer and Javier. The pitching matchup will bring you our bets and our handicap for that game. Um, over the course of the show, we'll talk about game six of the Phillies and the Diamondbacks. That's an early start, 5.07 p.m. Eastern time. We will talk about it before first pitch. Aaron Nolan, Kelly, uh, the pitching matchup there for the Phillies and the Snakes. Uh, bets of steel, only one game tonight in the National Hockey League, which is a buzzkill. The Sabres and the Canadiens from Western New York um, in anticipation of hashtag frozen frenzy tomorrow. Every single NHL team playing yeah. on Tuesday night. We look forward to that. And they will go head to head, of course, with night number one of the National Basketball Association. So we're almost there to NBA season and we'll do the NBA coming up tomorrow in the power hour. But today in the power hour, bets of steel, only one game tonight on the ice. And then, of course, side total and props for the Niners and the Vikings on Monday Night Football. And we'll bring you the updated injury information where we know Debo Samuel's going to be out. We know Trent Williams is going to be out for San Francisco. We think Christian McCaffrey is going to be good to go, but obviously we will bring you that reporting when we get it towards the end of the show and give you all our bets, side total and props for San Francisco and Minnesota to wrap up week number seven in the National Football League. We are locked and loaded here. Magnificent Football Monday. Ken Barkley, how's it going? Uh, I, it just occurred to me right now, why did the NHL do that? Why didn't they have it last week? Why would they pick uh, the NBA opening night? i give night? you a two-word answer. Can you guess what the two Gary words Batman. are? Yeah, you, Gary Batman should do an answer. You, yeah. you, you nailed it. You nailed it. That was about it. the only thing I nailed this weekend. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, I just, I don't, why, why? Now I'm like, well, I guess I'll have NBA on the main screen and then for whatever, Frozen Frenzy on the, uh, on the, the second TV. That's like a really bad idea. It's a great idea, just a bad time to have it. Uh, anyway, sorry, I was like totally off track. Uh, or maybe to it's start a good the idea. Show, maybe like, maybe they're like, no. hey, piss off NBA. We're going we're gonna to go take your market share. Well, they can say whatever they. I can say piss off NBA, but it doesn't matter. The NBA is still a billion dollar organization that's still going to have the games on. Like I, you know, the cats that you feed could say piss off NBA, but just like there's no weight behind it, no anything. Um, and they got extra houses oh, anyway. now. The cats, so, so now they're now they're more comfortable. Oh Shout yeah, out to them. Yeah. How's it? How's the raccoon doing? Uh, I don't. So yeah, just a quick quick update here. I think I need to le- like take the food like when I go I go and, yeah. and put food down at night. I think I need to not have the food out at night because I feel like the raccoon comes over and bothers them. I feel like I also kind of want to like kill the raccoon, but I could never bring myself to do so- such a thing. So really, just a thought harbored in my head. Anyway, uh, you were going yeah. to say about something about sports betting. I'm sure. <laughs> Oh yeah, no. I was just gonna say to start the show, like, uh, like October is it was a great run, and it it ended uh, this weekend for me on Saturday and on Sunday. And it was the worst football betting weekend I've had the entire season. It was really bad. Lost a lot of bets. Uh, Morikawa won, which was awesome, but uh, but like college was bad. NFL just I couldn't stop losing, and uh, so it's kind of like I feel like for for three weeks I've kind of been like binging on betting like nhl props like here's like 30 a night and eight like nfl totals which i swore off for like three years and now all of a sudden it's like i'm betting like 10 totals i'm just like totals this totals that props in the nhl like just like firing baseball bets everywhere just like a lot like it was just like a binge for three weeks and now i feel like this morning like woke up this is where you like get on the scale and you're just like oh oh no you like look around your apartment and they're just like oh this this place is a mess <laughs> like what what is what is what has happened you just like take stock of everything like you have some kind of catalyst and you just go like i gotta 
I got to change some stuff around here. I got to have different habits, need some different habits. And uh, so I think starting today, like Locktober for me is gone. Maybe we'll have Lockvember starting in a week or whatever. NBA starts tomorrow, which is awesome. And uh, for NFL, especially college, it's like, what do you want me to do? Like, I'm going to bet games and hopefully they win more than those. I can't really fix anything there. Um, I, just, you know, I, I wasn't playing middle linebacker for Indiana or something like that. But um, But for the NFL, I just went back to like, just like like simpler no no totals just like sides what do i think let's get like real let's get back to the basics i actually like changed my process fundamentally again which like i you know don't do every so often and we're gonna go forward from there and i feel really good i actually feel like i have like a strong opinion on a lot of the games about who i think is gonna win and uh and i'm happy to do that but it's like slimmed down and streamlined and it's just i there has been a three-week binge-a-thon of locktober and it ended and now it's it's time to get back to like normal real life for me tell us uh tell us about how your process changed even like overnight from uh from sunday night into monday and today and how it's different from the last couple weeks i think this is something our viewers and listeners would be really interested in oh yeah well you're right except i don't know if the answer is going to be interesting but you're absolutely right that it could be interesting um yeah i mean it's just like the way that i used to make numbers was like follow this like really straightforward process which i don't want to explain and i was getting away from that this year because i was like i just wanted to try out some new stuff like the good the good thing about doing what we do is like you're not beholden to like some like roi that's required to like make the mortgage payment every month like our like odyssey pays us that's what pays the mortgage every month <laughs> so like if i want to just change something and try something i'm gonna change it and if i want to do like totals for the nfl for three weeks and go on some crazy down some crazy rabbit hole and do that for three weeks that's what i'm gonna do because i have the freedom to do that that's one of the best things about this and cool like i have stuff that works for for like other markets or whatever and i'll keep using that but for stuff where I'm always just kind of looking for something different to try. I'm going to do that. And so this year has kind of been like a bunch of that stuff. And for totals, right? Like how, how many times do we come on and just be like, ah, we're not doing totals this year. Like ah, we're, we're so bad at them. And I was like, ah, like maybe I'm onto something. Let me try this. Let me try this. Ah, that's going pretty well. And then just like bet like so many of them and like completely ended with a thud. Also, something is going on this year that I can't capture. And like we were talking in the chat about how bad red zone offense is this year and scoring's obviously down. And we knew that already, but it's like, all right, like I, yeah, I don't think my thing is a thing. I think it's not a thing and I can see why it's not a thing. So I'm just going to go back to the back to the way I used to do it um, and just like create some numbers for sides and think about teams a couple different ways. And so that's what I did this morning. And it was actually like it's kind of a relief to just like, go, oh, yeah, like this is what I used to do. And OK, like no problem. And uh, yeah, so I think that'll come across probably in some of the some of the game discussions that we have. Uh, I guess I'll take I will actually take significant umbrage with one thing that you said, the one thing that I would like to take you to task for. No, don't take me a task. Uh oh, 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 baby. There's a task, and I'm taking yeah, it there. You're taking uh, why it. Does, yeah. Why does Why does October have to be over? October can pick back up tonight, baby. We got We got a, We We got games tonight. Well, we got like games con- tomorrow. October is a way of life. October is not just a month. It's like a. It's a concept. So it's, it's a life philosophy, and uh, and it just yeah, like this. We can still win. Just like we could have won July eighth or something. It's just like October was this continuing string of how how much more can we possibly win in a row? And it was I feel really like great. It, I, honestly, <laughs> it was really awesome. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was. Really it was awesome. <laughs> but we even in the moment though, we're like, first of all, obviously this is gonna end at some point. And not only that, but like, 
we're going to be talking about this one for, I mean, it just, it went and went and went and, and it was every sport at the same every time. Sport. Yeah. Been, like hockey night, two of it, Austin Matthews hat trick, 55 to one. Or I, I, mean, just, I like, still haven't had a bad NHL night. I, like, yeah. I, that'll probably yeah, be yeah, tomorrow. That, that's, probably that's be frozen really frenzy. Part. <laughs> that's, is that, is that like Altuve homers Friday. And it's like, now we're really up against it in baseball. I think the Phillies are going to end up winning, but like, that's fine. But like, if the Rangers don't win, it's all kind of, it's all for naught. So like Altuve homers Friday, college ba- college football is miserable Saturday, NFL's miserable yesterday, and yet you like skate through at point you know word uh, unintentionally good word choice on hockey where like you're still good, like October <laughs> is now like you on hockey and Hell us on yeah, golf. Man. That's still October. Like we had two outright winners. Yeah, in three I, weeks, I mean, so yeah, can, can you like it? Can we like not discount the fact that you've called your shot twice in three weeks on freaking golf, in man? Three weeks. I mean, come it's on! I, mean, went, we had, I went fifty to one a couple of weeks ago on Luke List. I mean, I'm gonna be paying for Christmas presents off of that man, and then we won that in October. Yeah, it's like here's uh, oh, and then like the winner's definitely gonna be Colin Morikawa. I have to call my shot with that, and here's him on Sunday just blitzing everybody. Okay, it's like okay, yeah. great man. Like you had great Ken. You bet the over in Packers Broncos and went under. Also, here's no, Colin Morikawa. <laughs> right. That's what, that's what. By the way. Over in Packers, Packers Broncos. What do you think the worst bet you made this weekend was? Um, I, I think it probably has to be like Lions. Like Lions plus three is pretty bad. <laughs> I mean, like, what do right? you mean? I mean, <laughs> just like, yeah, it's the easiest question I'm going to be asked this week. What was the worst bet you made? I don't know. The, the one that I lost by thirty points, and it was, and it was over as soon as the game started. Where, probably that where one. You like went to the bathroom when Red Zone started, and you were like, "All right, I just got here. What happened?" It's like, "Oh, it's twenty-one nothing." Yeah, <laughs> like, wait, I would I say understand. that. I would say like that's probably that's probably the worst bet yeah. I placed was Lions. Uh, it's based on the oh, result. Over over in Packers was so bad <laughs> it was just really 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 and it the best part is they both offenses like got cooking like in the in the second half to the extent that they can get cooking which is like to put the oven on a low simmer as opposed to just the ovens off or something like that that kitchen and, might be uh, closed and the and the yeah or, or just like you know the fridge is broken and the oven doesn't the gas lines doesn't quite work and i uh, got health violations yeah they're just so they're like kind of you know, they're scoring, and you're, you guys started doing just the stupidest miracle math. It's like the second half, and... Oh, you were down Packers, bad, huh? To do Packers, that, you were down well, bad. There's also, like, there wasn't a lot going on. Like, it was just, like, I know the 4 o'clock games had, like, some charm to them, but you're like, you always felt like the Chiefs were going to win. You always felt like Seattle was going to win just by how much, which maybe you can talk about. So you're like, I'm watching Packers Broncos, which they showed a lot of on red zone, which was actually really funny. And you start doing the math. So the Packers catch this touchdown on like the deflected pass in the end where you're just like, what? Like, how did this? Yeah, and like, I got the Broncos. If, if, if and the I'm Packers like, oh my God. Game, you're just like, I can't believe this play happened. And so yeah, really just bad. like a miracle. And they catch it and I go. I think I needed like three more touchdowns or two more touchdowns. And I'm literally already like, all right, like score, score, lateral touchdown. <laughs> like that's how I have to get it. <laughs> like that's actually how I, have to, that's how bad I'm down in this game. Like that's how I have to get it. And, uh, and obviously didn't, but that's, I think that's the worst bet. Like I, for example, I, the other, only other one I think of, I bet the under in the Colts Browns game, but the funniest part of that game, there weren't a lot of funny parts cause I lost, but the funniest part is the, the bottom line on red zone for the entire rest of the day was like Colts defeat Browns or Browns defeat Colts 39-38 comma PJ Walker and his 
passing line, which is like 12 for 31, 110 yards and like an interception or something. And I'm just like, I kept seeing that just being like, how? <laughs> like, how? Like, I don't even hate that bet. But, uh, but yeah, Packers Broncos over for me for sure. I, I will tell you though, with, with and like we'll talk about it, and we'll come maybe get like more insight into like your process for betting NFL at least this week, and then we'll see how it goes moving forward. I like I like stopped doing. I, I will do it a little bit, but I stopped on Sunday night, like spending like two like a good amount of time like putting together like hashtag Nick's numbers for the games, and I more like see the matchup and I say okay, like what's the number that I would really like to bet and the team that I would like to bet and like what and what the number is, and that's like how I kind of do it now. And it's yeah. it's more fun, honestly, to do it like that. I think. Yeah, that's the best part. We can all we can always change. We can always mix it up. That's the best part about this. Right. Pro no. NFL betters. No. Let's, let's no. change again. Do you know what the best part is? The best part is it's like the game starts and flip a coin. Yeah. And, and yeah maybe unless you have the over lose. Both coins well, at the same time. All right. On the other side, P squared B squared begins for week eight in the NFL. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. Fake the handoff. Allen on first down. Uncorks it. Intercepted. Jabril Peppers. The Bills turn it over. First play from scrimmage. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. The great Iron Eagle with the call yesterday on CBS. I, I think I actually said verbatim on my WFAN show on Sunday morning, yesterday morning, that Bill's teaser legs, and I think I was going, I was like, oh, I'm like, oh, the God. I was like, oh, wow. Bill, oh, wow. my God. Like, you, you could click the button. And it's like, not that the bet is guaranteed to win. Of course, they can lose. But as a right. better, like, when I click that button, it's as good as I can possibly feel about anything. And then it loses. <laughs> Mayors, Mac Jones shoving it, the, shoving that, it where the sun don't shine. That's the most the surprising the thing. Not God. even like a spread. Like, obviously, like that was the biggest outright upset. But just like how a team played. You could pick any of the teams that played yesterday. That's That's by far the most surprising one. Like, that's not even... Like I'm trying to think of like what second is because there's a I, like the Lions would be one like that they played not they were non-competitive in the game but like the Patriots is so much more surprising than that to me like just the, like because you you just go and we'll, we'll are, wait we'll wait just to be clear too. are you saying that you're surprised yeah. by how poorly the Bills played or how well the Patriots played or both I think I, I think to say how poorly the Bills played actually like doesn't give the Patriots enough credit for what happened in yeah, the they game. Yeah, they were really like, good. Honestly, and I and I know that the Bills do this sometimes, where like out was it first throw of the game he threw he threw a pick right Allen on the first right. Bills drive, and so like I know he does this sometimes, and maybe their coaching staff's so dumb now that like they're broken, but like it. The Patriots like generated some explosive plays. Now they did it in like the slowest, dumbest way possible, but they like got the ball down the field sometimes, and they they also won. This is like such a tangent, but really quick. They also won despite the fact that like Belichick is like somehow like he was always kind of he's the guy who went for it on fourth down in his own end against the Colts. Like he's the guy who did that. And now he's the guy like fourth and one at the seven who's like kick, not even close, like go kick. Like he did it like three times yesterday. And I'm like, they won despite the fact, like, I think he, like, hurt their ability to win with the in-game decision-making. Like, they kicked in a ton of spots where I'm just like, what are you, what are you doing? <laughs> like, I don't understand. And it's like fourth and two, fourth and one. Oh, yeah, like, field goal. Got to get up three-nothing. Like, got to do it. 
And it's like, and they still won anyway. And they just dominated the box score of that game. Like they, they could have won going away in that game, which is really crazy. I will give them a little credit, and we'll do the Patriots-Dolphins game coming up in a little bit. The one thing I thought they did that was really smart, they basically, like, benched all, all their receivers and started playing yes. new guys. So Bourne plays a lot. So Bourne was their number one receiver, but, like, Pop Douglas played a lot. And I'm not even saying, like, this player is good. It's not that—like, Jalen Rager stinks, and he's a punchline, right? Oh, but it's yeah. like, But you play him, and Devontae Parker stops playing. Like, you need some juice. Parker had that drop. Were, were you watching, like, you're, you're such a, like, a, a fan of the NFL and you know so much about it. Like, I, I was a Patriots fan for, like, my whole life, but I, like, obviously I just bet now, like, I don't have a favorite team. And, like, these guys are catching the passes, and, you know, like, you and I both watch games, like, a guy catches a pass in one second, you're like, oh, that's that guy. Even, like, an, an obscure player, you're like, oh, that's that guy. There are guys catching passes for the Patriots, and I just go, who the hell is that? Like, Farrell <laughs> like, oh, Brown? Who that is. Yes. When Pharaoh Brown made that explosive play in the game, I literally, I saw Brown. And I still go like, nah, I got nothing. I have no idea. <laughs> like, I oh, know who this Antonio, is. he's back. Right, Troy, Troy's son. Yeah, uh, yeah, but Troy would have been. I guess t t two great former Patriots. Maybe, maybe, maybe one greater than the other. Uh, yeah. yeah, just like a really, really stupid game, and what's becoming just like a really stupid era of Buffalo Bills football. I know they go to the playoffs every year, but like this team, the team's kind of stupid. Also, I w I will say, I kind of regret. And we'll see how the rest of the season goes, and I do think they'll win on Thursday night. I do regret a little bit not sticking to my guns from the offseason where I said I don't think the Bills are going to make the playoffs. I'm yeah. sure they still will. But, like, it's all, are you all, sure? it's, all coming to, it's all coming to roost. It's all coming to roost now. Now, look, they have Milano and Tredavious White. Maybe it's a different story. Also, like, every team suffers injuries over the course of a season. And just like on – because you mentioned, right, Allen, and that's the highlight Jake played coming back from break. Allen gets picked on the first play of the game. Sean McDermott made it a point at his postgame press conference to basically highlight, like, we are offense. We have to stop getting off the slow starts. And, like, it's going to be a big point of emphasis this week. I'm not saying that, like, the Bills are going to roll over Tampa in the first quarter, although I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, but just right. saying that I think – that will be like a point of emphasis this week for the Buffalo Bills as they get set for Thursday Night Football against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh, I don't know if you can tell, but we're very excited to talk about Week 8 in the NFL and also oh, yeah. throw some sprinkles in. I'm in a great on our mood thoughts right now. I got really yeah, good energy. Yeah. I'm feeling awesome, man. This It's it's actually, okay, so NFL's the best, and like I love doing yeah. this, and it's really great, and I love Mondays. Also, like just not just as a content person, but as Nick Costos, comma, human being. The NBA is back tomorrow. Game 7 tonight in Major League Baseball. Yeah. Frozen Frenzy tomorrow. We're going to have tons of hockey and tons of basketball to go along with tons of football. We're coming down the stretch in college football in the regular season. Like Things are yeah. starting to heat up big time. It is an amazing time of year to be a sports fan and to be a sports better. So we absolutely love it. Uh, and we're going to try and win this week on the National Football League. And we will begin the process of winning by getting you set with pen, pencil, blood, or blank, Jake, for Week 8 in the NFL. When an entire slate of games awaits, there's only one thing to do. Get out your pens. Get out your pencils. Get out your blood? Does this really say blood? And get out your blank. No, seriously, blank is an option. And it's not a bleeped out curse word. And so is blood, apparently. Blood is a thing? It's pen, pencil, blood, or blank on You Better You Bet. Here's Nick and Ken. All right, my friend, let us begin our Week 8 NFL betting sojourn in Buffalo, where we've got the Bills and the uh, and the Buccaneers, which reminds me of uh, the last time these two teams played. I think, right, we had Buffalo plus three and a half and lost in overtime on the road in Tampa against Tom Brady and the Bucks. 
yeah, Tampa plus three and a half probably would be my guess. No, I think because I was, think we had because that was the year where they Buffalo. were underrated, right? Where they were like not I, playing well, but they were still rated okay. I think we had Buffalo plus three and a half. They were down big and then came back at the end of the game to force overtime. Okay. And then Brady threw a touchdown pass in overtime, and the Bucks won by six, and we lost oh, the bet. Right. I'm pretty he certain threw that's the touchdown. how it went. You're right. He threw the touchdown. I, it's the because it's that's the season of the the three overtime games. That's that season. <laughs> the three Patriots overtimes. Cowboys being like number one with a bullet. Like I, the, I, a game that years later I still have no idea how I lost. I don't understand. I just don't understand. Hopefully we don't have well, a game uh, like that in this game. Well, Dak Prescott threw a touchdown to C.D. Lamb. Yeah, he sure did. Yeah. <laughs> I also had that. Uh, that's like the Antoine Fuqua's next movie, The Three Overtimes. It's, it's gonna be about. <laughs> it's gonna be about Bills, Bucks, Cowboys, Patriots, and then I don't. Were you on the other one that I had, which was Chiefs no, Chargers, the Chargers on the Kelsey? No, I wasn't the, on the that. Kelsey winner. Yeah. yeah, it was pretty, pretty, kind of pretty season. bad. Ooh, yeah. a little, a little breaking. I'll just mention this breaking news now, and then we'll come back when we do uh, when we talk about the Eagles game. Uh, the Eagles. This is. Really interesting for them. I'll give like 30 seconds on this. The Eagles are trading for Titan safety Kevin Byard, who's awesome. And this marks kind of a departure for the Howie Roseman Eagles front office, who have never put a lot of emphasis on either safeties or linebackers. Um, just kind of like the way that they approach the game, and they're really smart, and they do things really well. So a bit of a departure for how they normally do things. Curious to the compensation, Howie like wins every trade he's ever a part of. Um, and to me, this kind of signals that the Titans are probably, like, not in full sell mode here. Like, they're going to try and win, obviously. But with Tannehill expected to miss Sunday's game at home against Atlanta, and, like, the way things are looking in the division right now, I think maybe they see the writing on the wall. And remember, Vrabel's kind of like the shadow GM in addition to being the head coach. So this is like, I think Tennessee is gearing up for, like, what they know is going to be, like, a lean rest of the season in Tennessee. Not that it impacts the game on Sunday against Atlanta. We'll talk about that as we move along. But I... That's a great trade for the Eagles. Kevin Byard's awesome. So the Eagles are traded for Kevin Byard. We'll bring you more on it as we move along in the show. But Thursday night football, Ken, coming up this week. The Bills, seven and a half point home favorites against Baker Mayfield and the Bucks, who, like, I'm so mad at them for loot for for allowing Arthur Smith to win yesterday. That that jerk. I hate him. Uh, anyway, Bill 7.5 against Tampa, 42.5. Both teams losing uh, heartbreakers this past Sunday. Pen, pencil, blood, or blank for Thursday night football. Yeah, I mean, that was a disaster for Baker Mayfield comeback player of the year. Like, of the three players that I bet a lot of money on, he's third on the power rankings right now in terms of likelihood of winning by far. Like, not even close. <laughs> he like, had they that 31-yard run, too, right? Yeah. And, like, he has that run, yeah. and I'm like, oh, my God, they're going to win. Yeah, here we go, right? Like, win a close game. That's Like, it always it always made sense until it didn't, uh, until the Falcons happened. A dumb team. So now, like, they're really up against, like, that. his candidacy is really up against it. Not that his comeback player of the year, Candace, is the most important thing about an NFL game. But to me, it kind of is. And uh, and they're likely to lose. And, like, this thing is going to start circling the drain really fast, I think, for them. Uh, really have to win, like, nine or ten games for Evan to have a chance to win the award. And that's fine. Uh, in terms of this game, and just to, like, I think a, a question I've started asking, you know, sort of, like, to go back to how I used to, to handicap NFL games, because you, you wanted me to, like, allude to this, too. Like, all right, is there is there something happening in this market, either how the number has been set originally or especially like where the number moves right when it opens? That is a reaction to something that happened the previous week, like a strong reaction to either like a one or a two week trend with the team. And is that something that you want to play against? And that's happening in this game. 
So this opens more than seven. It's always more than seven. And now there are sevens and there are a lot of them. And that's, I think, a reaction to how everybody's talking about the Bills right now. Lose to the Patriots yesterday. That's an embarrassing loss. It's like the from a spread standpoint, like versus what the number was. Yeah, like Ravens is a bigger margin of victory. But this is like a very, very surprising result. And it continues. I think we've all seen that. I think that chart or whatever of the Bills' last three games, right? It's the Jacksonville game, the Giants game, and yesterday. And the scoring margin in that game is like the Bills are de like negative scoring margin over those three games. And that's very jarring. And so uh, to me, this game is essentially a decision about are you going to not bet the game or are you going to lay Buffalo at what is clearly a reduced price because you think that this is not representative of what they're going to be the rest of the year. And I actually think that I would be confident enough that I'm going to lay Buffalo. And I think seven would be the, the entry point to do that. So I just think like the, and for people who are like, well, like, can you explain your process there? Can you kind of explain what that is? I think it just speaks to like what we all know about the NFL already, that it's like a really week to week league that whatever something shows you one week, they're not necessarily going to show you the next week. Things can just hard pivot back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. When we do the commanders, their entire season is actually a constant zag when you're expecting a zig, <laughs> like a, a constant good game when you're expecting a bad game and a bad game when you're expecting a good game. It won't always be that back and forth, but that's always possible. And so, okay, like it's not that you're playing zigzag. You're just like, all right, is, is this market like moving or like set and especially moving in a way that just kind of like goes with what just happened? And like, is that how we should do things? Or is there like a more stable baseline for a team that you should kind of hold the whole year and only make minor adjustments to? And with a team like Buffalo, like, yeah, you can downgrade them, but how much can you downgrade them? And is it just like, just been a bad couple games? There's been a bad couple games, honestly, right? And uh, I think I'm always more likely to believe that about a team than, you know, the sky is falling, which is probably like the other the other alternative in this situation, right? So uh, I do like Buffalo in the game as long as it's seven. Uh, just so I think like we talked about it a little bit off air. I agree. Uh, I, I still make numbers. I don't put as much stock in them as I used to because it's kind of like an arrogant way of doing things. Well, my number is this, so I must be right. It's me. I'm but yours here. is always subjective, though. Like, you're not you're not using, like, you're not, like, computing anything. It's just what you think. So I actually think it's, like, I know I know what you mean when you say it's arrogant, and I think that's, like, a, a good, like, kind of self-realization to have. Uh, it's, like, very self-aware. But at the same time, like, it's, it's still just really, like, your opinion on the game. Like, it's not, there's not, like, any data going into it. So if you're, if you're setting a number... It really all you're doing is being like i kind of like this team i think you even i think you even subjectively kind of know when you set the number of what about what the number is going to be and i think you kind of set a number to be like well i'm going to go in this way like i'm going to kind of go on this side and my number is kind of on that side but i'm really it's more that i like the team on that side um in that kind of situation which is okay which is like why like why am i going to tell you that's a bad way to do it? i just went oh and 15 or whatever yesterday so i think it's just you can there's a bunch of ways to skin a cat i all i would say is like I don't think you have to stop doing that. Like, if you like making numbers and just seeing, like, whether you can get close to the market, it's fun. that's a fun thing. Like, that's a fun exercise but you know, to try to do. But you know what? You know what I'm finding? Is this arrogant to say? I feel like, I, I don't know if this is really, like, that difficult to do, where, like, you give me two teams, like, here's the home team, I'm yeah, going to tell you, like, what the is. number in the game is. Like, it's right. really not that hard. And I think people try and make it, like, oh, my God, like, how did, how did you do that? It's like, well, well, I do the show every day, and I talk to really smart people. Yeah. I talk to Ken for four hours a, a day. We have, yeah, I mean, so, yeah, I think about this a lot. It's my job. So, yeah. Um, anyway, uh, my number but in the also, game is 10. Well, 
<laughs> but just a, a, a last point on what you said. So like, I think for people listening, like, cool, like, you know, what, what do you think the difference between the teams is whatever. But like, if we can come up with the number in the market that easily, then like, is that is that what the edge is? Is like the creating a number part? Like, I like to do it to know, all right, like, what would I have had it last week? Why is it different? And do I agree with why it's different? Because exactly. sometimes it's going to be different and you're like, sometimes it's going to be different and you're like, yeah, it should be way different. Like it's week two and in week one, you can tell Carolina's terrible. That would be a really good example of like, it has to be different. But like week six, week seven, week eight, maybe you're like, like, should Buffalo ever be seven? Like, should that ever be like the right, you know, like when maybe last week I wouldn't have thought of it that way and they give you one other bad data point. That's where the fun part comes in, right? Where you're like, all right, well now do I really make it less? Or do I kind of stick to my guns a little bit with what I think Buffalo is? Yeah, and uh, I I make the game my my number my number's ten. Um, yeah, seven, and we can on the other side have like an on field handicap here. No, sure. Uh, also, also, this is my opinion. I think the wheels are starting to come off a little bit with Tampa. Like post games, really bad. Godwin's throwing the entire offense under the bus. Todd Bowles is saying, well, no personnel changes yet. It's okay, Todd. You keep running Rashad White and Keyshawn Vaughn out there for two yards to carry and see how it goes. We'll give you more on the Bills and the Bucks coming up next, and then we'll get to Sunday slate. How about the Cowboys and the Rams from Dallas? Mayfield to throw. And intercepted. Richie Grant with the takeaway for the Falcons. It's been all about defense today. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Oh, man. From the uh, from the producers that brought you Josh Allen making horrendous decisions on a Sunday, here's Baker Mayfield uh, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at home against the Falcons. I am... Like we'll talk Falcons in a little bit. I am I'm so mad that Tampa lost. There's no team that deserves to lose more than Arthur Smith and the Atlanta Falcons. And we got Falcons fans that listen. I'm sure you're great fans and good people. God bless you. I despise your head coach with every fiber of my being for the crap that he pulled on Sunday with B. John Robinson. We will get to that in a little bit here. But just to wrap up our discussion here on the Bills and Bucks, and then we'll move to Sunday slate and you know. More coming up over the course of the show. Drew Dinsick joins us at 5.20 p.m. Eastern, and we'll be on with our friends at Stadium starting at 4 o'clock Eastern time in about 20 minutes. Just like, I I guess I kind of understand why someone could be interested in Tampa, and I guess it could better best be described, Ken, or better be described as it's less interest in Tampa and more maybe wanting to play against Buffalo to cover as a big favor would be my guess. I don't know, like, like on-field... Unless it's just like, hey, I think Josh Allen's just going to keep turning the football over no matter who he plays against. I don't know how you kind of get there with seven being the number here. I don't know how the Bucks are going to score. Like, I, I actually don't know how it's going to happen. Like, okay, you can maybe say, well, Baker's going to get the ball out quick. Okay, like, we, 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 we've seen Baker kind of do this a million times. We kind of know how this can't is going to Can't run the ball at all. Can't run the can't, – and like, and, like, that was the Patriots' whole game plan. Mac ball out of his hands quickly, run it straight at the like the interior of the Bills defensive line who didn't have Ed Oliver. Now we'll see about his status coming up for Thursday. They can't run it. Their running backs are like actually hashtag bad. Like Rashad White's bad. Keyshawn Vaughn's bad. Sean Tucker doesn't play. Chase Edmonds is on IR. I'm being dead serious. They need to bring back Leonard Fournette. Like th- this, this can't be. Like it can't be with this run game right now. I don't know how they're scoring. And, 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 you know, maybe this is just me as a fantasy football player because I got Josh Allen in some leagues. Like, even when he's bad, he still puts up stats and they still score. And, like, he and he still has numbers at the end of the game. I just, I don't know. 
I could never, ever bet Tampa. So I'm with you, man. Bills lay the seven. And if, like, we're at seven and a half, eight, whatever, I think you tease Buffalo down. And, you know, famous last words I said uh, yesterday. Uh, you click the button, and it's as good as you could possibly feel without being guaranteed a win. And I lost yesterday with the Bills teaser leg in New England. I will feel just as confident if I click that button this weekend at home against Tampa on a short week. Oh, I like it way more in this game than I did against New England. I definitely like it way more. I actually, I actually love that you get to tease them off a loss, uh, like a bad loss, not like Jacksonville or whatever that was, um, or the you know the Giants' close win. It just. It just seems like such a great situation where they're they're very likely to win the game. And just to draw a Tampa comparison, and the fun thing is we're going to be able to start to do this more a little bit. Now it, it will it won't always be perfect, but you know, like <laughs> I love how I'm going to tout like the one win that I had yesterday. But just one of the reasons I really like the Eagles, and it doesn't it's not the, the Dolphins could have won. Like they get the pick six. What if Waddle doesn't get hurt for part of the game? What if their defensive players don't run into each other? Like there were plenty of ways that could have played out where Miami won. But just the reason why I liked Philadelphia was just that like if you cross section Miami's opponents into two categories and you look at performance against good teams, one, and performance against bad teams, like seven, you'd be like, all right, like I, I have some questions about how they're gonna hold up until they get everybody back at the end of the year and then they'll be like a really, really good team. And if you take Tampa's schedule and you do the same thing. Like, they play two really good teams, and they play two non-competitive games against those two teams. They played Philadelphia, they played Detroit. They did not score almost at all in either game. They scored 11 points against Philly and six points at home against the Lions two weeks ago. And that was a hurt Lions team. And, like, maybe their path to covering is the Bills' offense just can't get it together. And I know they want to try to do that. You said, like, you know, that quote or paraphrase what McDermott said, whatever. Maybe they just can't do it, and the Tampa can, like, keep the game close in a very under game, you know, lose like basically like how the Bills beat the Giants, actually, like a really similar game to that, except that like the Giants are really well coached and Todd Bowles is the coach of the other team and it's a short week. So I just don't have a lot of confidence that that's going to happen. Um, I do like the Bills a lot in the game. Doesn't mean they have to cover it. Just like I like that the market is now like giving me like a key number with a team that I kind of liked in the game anyway, as a result of the fact they haven't played very well. Uh, and like and I like again the quotes coming out of Buffalo like understanding the problem and that they have to fix it and like really focusing on like starting slowly and maybe it doesn't work out but I kind of like that you like to hear that right and then in Tampa it's like Bowles is like yeah everything's cool no changes to be made and then and when you have players in the locker room openly questioning like the offensive game plan and like the red zone offense and it's not just like like some it's like some new players like new to Tampa saying it Chris Godwin was on the Super Bowl team like predates all of this there when Jameis was the quarterback, and he's calling all this stuff out. I, I, I don't think we're there yet. We might be close to hashtag bad brew status in Tampa. No, no, double think, B. I don't think we're there yet. Well, it'll be triple B. It'll be bad brew bowls. That'll be what it is. The bowls, well, bad, bad brew bowls because because of the Buffalo Bills. So it's like six oh, so, that's yeah. what's that? Like yeah. nine words to start with B. Um, just a, yeah. an update to the uh, the Bayard story that we talked about in the last segment. Um, NFL insiders are starting to like read between the lines, and other people are speculating as well that this is not going to be the end of Tennessee's trading. The deadline is eight days from today on Halloween, and I would expect that the trade market will start to pick up, obviously, in a big way. Deadline spur action. Trade deadline coming up next Tuesday on Halloween. You better you bet with Nick and Ken there- here on a magnet. I was just gonna say, if you want to finish the reset, I was just gonna say, are there Titans like season long? There are, like their their win total is still seven and a half in the market. Like hearing that, does that make you think that this is like a bottom out? Not bottom out, like they're gonna win no games, but just they're 
going to like hinder their own ability to be competitive for future years? Like, does that does that make you want to bet an under on them? Like, you kind of know more about where this is going to go. I feel like than I do. I want to I want to reach out to some people during the break and see what they say because my sense is is that like they like they might trade Derrick Henry, but then like Ty J Spears like might be like a, 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 a little great. bit worse. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I they, don't know. They is have the their pick, right? Do they have their pick? Definitely. Yeah. So it's so it's like it's in their best interest to try to be bad. Like if they really think, and you know, like Jacksonville won again Thursday. Like it's just you're like you're not going to win the division. Like it's just not going to happen. Wild card is remote possibility, but yeah, to your point, like it's going to be really tough. Um, so like, isn't it in their best interest to like kind of trade some assets here and try to, you know, Tyler Reds in our chat, like because of their record, they'd have the tenth pick right now. Well, let's let's try to improve on that a little bit. Um, that's kind of an interesting thought. Like, it, you know, Bayard isn't something where like, well, I'm going to go bet the Titans win total under, and somebody's like, why? I'd be like, because they traded Kevin Bayard. It's like, well, that doesn't have to be it, but just where are we going here? You know, like, is this, I almost feel like if this gets enough smoke that they might trade multiple pieces, is this a situation where like, maybe like books should think about pulling this and they're not going to, and then things get really interesting. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to send a couple texts right now, but what would you say? Uh, what would Will afford say about the Titans potential uh, signal that they're giving oh. out about what they want to do the rest of the year? Yeah. They want to be bad. <laughs> To make bad make feel bad so, good. so good. <laughs> right. They got trades right, well, <laughs> on their mind. Think of references before when I was like 18 years old. That music video helped shepherd me through some lonely nights, man. Will afford I want to yeah. be bad. All right. Willa, right Willa, Willa, what you want, what you want. All right. Yeah, to trade. Yeah. <laughs> right. like, I think every impression Rable, I Rable, do. Rable, <laughs> what you want. Every single impression I do like morphs into Eddie Vedder in some way. Willa, 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 what you want, what you want. What you want? All right. <laughs> All right. That's uh that's uh the Bills and Bucks on Thursday. No, oh, yeah, we like Buffalo. All right, Sunday slate now. It's weird. <laughs> we didn't do one game every forty minutes. Is that what we're gonna do yeah, right well, now? Right well, listen, well, you know what? Hey, honestly, shorten the show to three hours, then we can have we can we can we can really yeah, speed through things. It. Um it's really weird to see these two teams playing and the games at one o'clock. I like did a double take. I was like, really? This game's at one? How is this not like a four o'clock game? Anyway, uh, it's a one o'clock game. It's an early game. And it's the Dallas Cowboys hosting the Los Angeles Rams. Now, Dallas is coming off its bye, obviously having uh, last played last Monday night against the Chargers. And they will host a Rams team coming off just like, I mean, I, I don't even know how to describe some of these things that we see in the NFL. Like a loss to the Steelers where, like, Brett Maher has the yips. And, like, they need to cut him today. Like, they go into this game with Maher as the kicker, and I won't bet on them. Because he's going to miss every kick that he attempts. We saw this happen last year with Dallas. And then you had maybe, and, like, we've been doing this show for so long now, for so many football seasons. Like, how many times can we, like, collectively, like, blow our tops at the officiating and how bad it is? Like, everything that's been said, as that needs to be said, has been said already. Every year is, like, the worst year for NFL officials. It's just a new year, same crap. One of the worst spots we've ever seen. Also, thanks, because we bet the Steelers. But, I mean, Pickett's not even close to getting a first down there. And the Rams don't get an opportunity to drive down and tie the game. And they lose 24-17. to uh, Setting up a game on Sunday, Ken, in Dallas, where the Cowboys are six-and-a-half-point home favorites against the Rams. And the total is 45-and-a-half. Um, very interesting point spread here. That was five-and-a-half earlier today. So, uh, someone like Dallas, apparently, quite a bit. Um, pen, pencil, blood, or blank. Cowboys and the Rams with Dallas favored by more than six. Yeah, this is an interesting one, right? Because we, you take a look at Dallas's season, and it's so polarized. You know, there's so many. It's almost sort of like the Dolphins uh, last week when we were talking about the Eagles game. 
where, okay, like maybe they're really good, but man, there's like a lot of games that are just like walkover, bottom of the league, bad offensive line games. You just, you know, you're going to get 10 sacks. Quarterback can't do anything. It's like a broken game. And then obviously you have kind of more test games for Dallas where you know, they, play the, they play the Chargers, who can hold up a little bit, and that becomes like a, a nip-and-tuck, close one-possession game. And you're almost asking yourself, like, is that... And the, the Niners game, obviously, and the Niners throttle Dallas, but, like, where are the Rams on this spectrum, right? Are they closer to a team that can get bullied? Like, are they going to be able to run the ball in this game? Is their offensive line going to be able to hold up when Stafford drops back? Like, I don't know. But they're definitely not like the Patriots when they played the Patriots, when Dallas played the Patriots. They're definitely not the Jets when Dallas played the Jets. This number's moving in a really interesting way where I, I thought I would have no bet here. And I would just be like, eh, maybe the Rams are a little live, but like the number's fine. And like, if we even like tickle seven, like I'm hitting the button right away on the Rams. Like no way, no way seven. Uh, my number in the game was like five. And... I just would like to figure out a little more about why this is moving to something you texted me earlier. Like, is it just interest in Dallas? Great. Seven Rams, no problem. Or is it like Matthew Stafford aggravated his hip injury? He's limited this week. Well, then that's a pretty big problem. So which one is it? Um, could actually think the Rams are kind of live to win the game too, but wasn't going to bet it if the if the number was going to be five and a half, six. Uh, but my hashtag number also five. So I was interested. So last night... It was six. And I'm like, okay, like I'll kind of like see what happens here. Do the show tomorrow. Let me think about it a little bit. I wake up this morning and I see five and a half. I'm like, oh man, I kind of like I maybe I missed my opportunity to take six. And now it's six and a half. And I think, and that's why I texted you. I'm like, hey, something up here. Like, did I miss something? What Is someone hurt? Right. <laughs> Matthew Stafford, <laughs> how's your hip feeling today? Uh, hour one done, hour two for you coming up on the other side. P-squared, B-squared, the entire hour. We'll give you more to start on the Cowboys and the Rams. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. <laughs> on the BetQL Network.